Sportsnet 960, the fan. Can I play you this this intro from the NHL yesterday that yeah. they did? Chris Rooney, the, the referee. It was- yeah. Great players and our great fans, welcome to opening night of the 2022-23 NHL season. What's better than this? Good luck to all players. Let's have a great season. Bro, you are so lame. Thank you for that. You are so <laughs> lame. Is it me or that felt like forever? <laughs> that was like 45 minute okay, clip. Okay, what what was lamer? That or do you remember at the Super Bowl when The Rock for some reason came out? Yes. And was talking before the Rams and Bengals game. Yes. And like, why is The Rock here and this is taking forever? And the players are just like, okay, shut up. Let's kick off the ball. I've been waiting to play this game for two weeks. <laughs> or for my entire life. Yeah. The, I, I I actually kind of like The Rock one, if I remember it. because Really? Yeah, he's got such huge arms. Anytime I see okay. that, I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. All right. Um, Still lots uh, to get to. Uh, the Oilers What's better are ro- than this? Yeah, uh, the Oilers are robbing their fans. <laughs> Um, we want to hear your bold Flames predictions because we're mm. going to take some calls and text at 8.30. But keep them rolling at 960-960 on the text line. Name and location, please. Your super bold Calgary Flames takes for the upcoming season. And I'm going for a beer with Pat Steinberg tonight. What's the one question I should ask Pat Steinberg? 960-960 on the text line. But right now, uh, he is the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. We say good morning to Dave Dickinson. Dave, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. Uh, Dave, uh, what is your, I know because you love the city of Calgary, you love the hockey team, you're a supporter of the Calgary Flames. Do you have a bold Calgary Flames prediction for this season? Ooh. How about Rasmus Anderson's up for the Norris? How about that Ooh. one? We'll put What's that it? one out there. There we go. That's bold. I like it. I love it. I tried to get that as part of Dragon's Breath last week. Did you? Yeah, I yeah, did. I don't know what for Dragon's Breath even exactly. is, except maybe something in the morning, but <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave, it's, it's a, this stupid segment I came up with. Uh, it airs Friday mornings. Uh, flames take so hot that only a dragon can spit it out, but that's neither near nor there. Don't even worry about that. I like that, okay. the Rasmus Anderson. So we're also, uh, tomorrow, uh, our technical director, um, Alex, is going to go out there. He's asking the Flames, the people of Calgary, What's their Flames watching ritual? How do they watch the Flames games? How do you watch the Flames games, Dave Dickinson? Uh, on the couch. So uh, <laughs> we do watch it, though. Like, it's uh, it's one of those things that I don't get to as many games as I'd like. But um, certainly you'd think when your ownership group uh, also owns the NHL team, you'd get to a few more games. But kind of feel like always uh, things come up. But I do enjoy the games. I like the hockey also. I like, uh, to be honest, I just like kind of getting into that whole atmosphere. I love 5 o'clock games so that you can kind of <laughs> go eat, watch the game, see what you can get, get home and not be too tired. So those are kind of my, that's my style. Uh, I feel like you have a Flames jersey with your name on it. Does that no. Happen? No? That's a Bo Levi Mitch. Bo likes to have lots of jerseys. <laughs> Bo has jerseys from everything. You know, a lot of times, yeah. I actually don't have really any jerseys. Uh, okay. I do have a Flames jersey. I got the old school one with, like, the uh, all the string that ties around the neck. Mm, okay. I think probably a Ginlo is the last one to wear that model. Okay. Like it's, it's definitely out there. Um, do not really, I'm not super big on the 
what is the logo deal? The guy, you know, that maybe it is the, the breathing guy at I don't Blasty. Blasty the horse. He's coming back. Blasty. Not real big on that either. Okay, Not real all right. big on that. So uh, I kind of like the. I personally like clean. Just kind of just uh, keep the yellow out. Bring the red and let's go. Yeah. Um. So if the Calgary Flames are listening. Uh, hook my man up here uh, with the sweater. Uh, Dave, kind of wanted to ask you something that's been a super hot topic right now in football. It's concussions. And we've seen how uh, it's, it's been making a ton of news. We're seeing just th- those disgusting plays that happened to Tua Tungavailoa and Naheem, Naheem Hines on national television in the States. Uh, what is the CFL doing? How's the CFL been dealing with concussions, in your opinion? Well, the first thing I think we got to realize, you know, that we sign up for this game and we understand the the risks. So I don't think anybody and there's no player that comes into football that doesn't understand concussions can happen. I mean, to be honest, a lot of times you're more concerned with other things. I was more concerned like paralysis. Uh, I was more concerned that, hey, that could happen, so i got to be smart and make sure I do everything I can to, to kind of keep that out. I believe concussions are a serious problem, but I do think if you do it right, you will heal and you'll be fine. I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm really uh, talking in circles or anything like that. I feel like uh, I've had a few, and um, my life is pretty darn good. So um, I just, you know, things it is hard to watch. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, before I had my own, Sometimes I'd be like, oh, look at that. I can't walk or something like that. I remember Ronnie Francis trying to skate off a long time ago. And, man, the guy was just falling and falling and falling. But they happen in soccer. They happen in rugby. They happen in hockey. And uh, it's part of sport. It's just we got to make sure that when we think they might have something, we get them out of there. And that, I don't know, I don't, I'm probably the one of the most cautious. Uh, Kadeem Carey's had a couple nice carries, and I, as I'm watching at the end of the play, I feel like he gets hit right in the head. And uh, I usually take him out and just give him a second to kind of reassess because I'm not as concerned on the first hit. I'm more concerned if the second and third, if you haven't really recovered. So I kind of that's the way I coach. That's the way I handle it. My kid plays lots of sports. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, we sign up for it, and that's part of the allure of sports, I believe, is that guys are doing things that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to see that concussion, but you do want to see the big hit, and you do want to see the big collision, and you do want to see that sort of stuff, and that pays the bills. So it's part of our sport. we got to live with it, and we have to take care of our athletes, but we also understand that the athletes know what's out there, and they sign up for it. Uh, Dave, you're in the business of winning games. Now, I understand that everyone is hypersensitive to this now, but as a coach, and I'm sure colleagues in the CFL and the NFL, if it's late in the game and you have a player who suffers a hit that potentially suffered a concussion, but that player can help you win a game, especially if things are tied or you're behind and you need that player to to grab a victory, how do you think people and coaches are going to attack that situation? Because obviously uh, you're there to win games. That's what your livelihood depends on. But there's also the human element that I think we're all guilty of treating players like commodities sometimes and go, well, what are the long-term ramifications of a guy suffering concussion? How impossible is that to manage as a head coach where I got to win games, but I also got to protect the player from themselves? I'm pretty good. I'm 100% in favor of making sure the player is protected. So um, I am. I'm not worried about it. I, I understand it's part of the game. We have a full team. We're a team. No one player is going to necessarily 
um, make make or break a game. Yeah, you're maybe of your odds are better, but I'm 100% on board just protecting the player. But I think there are good things in place. I think you have to have uh, people on your side and good people uh, that are smarter than us when it comes to that. Like, I don't necessarily as a coach think it's my job to override a doctor. I think when a doctor tells me what it is, I'm going with that. Uh, I don't have enough knowledge or medical background. So if, if a doctor tells me he's good to go, certainly I guess I could always say, hey, let's give him a little bit of time. But for the most part, you trust the people that are, are part of your organization and your team because you've worked with them. They have history. They're They're qualified. They're good at what they do. Believe in what they say to you, and that's the advice you go with. Dave, uh, let's get into the team. A couple of notes ahead of this contest Friday against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, when your team is playing well, I, I've kind of asked you about this before, you don't always necessarily want a bye week because it can kind of mess up with your momentum. Your defense only allowed the two points against Toronto, and then you had the bye. So have you liked the return to the practice field for that unit as they try and keep that train rolling down the tracks? Yeah, I actually think uh, we haven't quite – I don't quite feel like we're back in our groove, so we need uh, to keep practicing. We need to keep getting out there. You know, I feel like uh, we did lose a little uh, rhythm in that bye week. Um, <clears throat> now we can get it back, but I think that football players, probably most athletes in general, are scheduled people. They get used to a schedule, and if you could ever get yourself on that seven-day schedule, that's what – uh, really, really helps you uh, for the long term. So our guys are, you know, yeah, they worked out and they probably did some things outside, but it's still different. And I just feel like, uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely are a little bit like just not quite clicking at the same, uh, I guess, tempo and not quite clicking in all the little things that we want to do since coming off the bye. So just keep working and, uh, you know, hopefully getting better each and every day. I know it's a cliche but we got to work it's late in the year but there's certainly lots of areas we can improve and we got to keep working on it so you haven't played the tabby since week two and that was a, an exciting game a big come from behind win for your club but in the last five weeks this hamilton team has beat saskatchewan they've beat winnipeg they're in a playoff race what have you seen lately that's working for the tiger cats well they've always had good players they have they have a good uh they got a good thing going over there they just found uh, different ways to lose football games earlier in the year, and our game was one of those. Uh, they had a big lead on us, and they weren't able to, to basically close it out. So momentum's huge in sports. Uh, you know, once you if you're winning, you feel like you can do anything, and you'll still win. And when you're losing, sometimes you're just waiting for that next thing to throw you off. Um, we know they're a good team, a lot of good players. Um, they'll come in here with a lot of confidence, and we just got to go play our game. And like I said, uh, and make sure we're doing the right things. You know, we have done the right things as far as protecting the football. We protect our quarterback. We sack their quarterback. Uh, special teams, we've cut the, the penalties out. So we're doing some good things, and that's why we're winning games. Coach, um, BC lost over the weekend. And as a result, you and the Lions now tied for second. BC does have that tiebreaker. Are playoff scenarios something that you break down with the guys as they return from a bye week? Uh, we know our schedule. We know what we want to do. I'm not too worried about anyone else. Uh, we know what uh, we're trying to do. We know what uh, the three games before we head into the playoffs will look like. Um, you know, we want a home game. I think our fans uh, deserve that. They've been coming out, and um, we've had some good atmospheres this year. Uh, some great weather doesn't hurt, but we've had some really good atmospheres, and I really believe uh, it would need to do not only our, our team, but our fan base. Uh, that's something that uh, we, we strive for. So just keep working. 
stay at it. And, uh, you know, we do know our, our last three games, but we've got to start with this one and, and hopefully gel and, and come out with our best performance. Dave Dickinson's the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, joining us here on the big show, Russigan Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. I uh, saw that you guys signed a pair of offensive linemen. Wanted to ask you about Brandon Murphy, a guy, basketball player, went from defensive lineman to offensive lineman, kind of a project here. Uh, he's, he's just a large human being. Oh, my. Like, he's just a mountain of a man. How do you mold a guy uh, who has kind of still newish to the sport uh, to be a professional football player and especially being an offensive lineman, which is such an important job? Uh, it's tough. I mean, like you still need experience. It's it's the main thing is he's coming into a new language and a new team, and we we say everything what we do is different. And it's almost like you got to get yourself into that foundation first. Uh, offensive line is one of the harder ones to to transition from the, the the U.S. game down to the or up to the Canadian game because of the yard off the ball. It really does require a different set of timing your your the the extra space space is hard on offensive line because they're used to kick step kick step punch and yet nobody's there yet so it's more of a kick step kick step settle see what he's got and try to find his uh try to find your your area you want to try to strike so i i like what he's doing he's got a long way to go i i mean um we had you know good depth at offensive line all of a sudden boom boom we're down two of our best um, so we brought in Leon as well, Leon Johnson, who's been here before, and, and Brandon just to kind of make sure that uh, if needed, uh, we can get through games and hopefully win games. Uh, Dave, before I let you go, um, being uh, born in the United States of America, are you a two-Thanksgiving guy? You have the Canadian one and the American one? Is is that yeah. is that what goes on in the Dickinson household? So you double up on uh, yeah, Thanksgiving? I married a Canadian. She was sure, and I went to school down in Montana, but uh, she's from Medicine Hat, so... Yep, I get the best of both worlds on that. Um, not bad. I have to admit, though, the Thanksgiving in the U.S., now that's an event. That's like bigger than Christmas. It uh, and it should be the week after the Grey Cup this year, so let's hope I'm very happy and <laughs> watching some NFL and thinking about what, what, what our ring's going to look like. Okay, I love it. Uh, Dave Dickinson is the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Dave, always fun. We'll talk next week. Okay, thanks, guys. All the best. Uh, have you ever been Black Friday shopping in the United States? No. It's awesome. I don't know if I'm built for that, George. No, you go at like midnight <laughs> before like all the like after people have punched themselves in See, the face what? over like at Walmart. Why would I want to go to a mall at midnight? Yeah, because it's well, it's America. It's 2022. I'm buying everything online. Okay. But uh, the mall's open all night, too. That's no. So you want to hear something beautiful? Why? You want to hear something great about Buffalo Gross. that Ugh. I was told about uh, Black Friday shopping? What? People in the mall who work there told me, he goes, this make sure... You don't walk to your car and leave your packages in your car because people are just waiting in the parking lot to break into your car after you leave. Duh. I know. It's like, wow, that's, that's great. I'm glad I'm Black Friday shopping here. To get ransacked as yes, soon as I leave my robbed, stuff. To get my car broken yeah. into. That's great. But it is fun. Black Friday shopping's fun in the United States. You get some good deals. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. That's great. But I just... I. I don't have the patience for crowds and that type well, of stuff, especially when people are behaving... More like towards animals? animals than they yeah. are like humans, so that's a that's a hard pass for me, Georgie. Um, it is. Uh, that's uh, Matt Rose. I'm George Russick. It's the Big Show Sports at 960. The Fan uh, text lines lighting up 960, 960. Name and location. Want to hear your bold Flames prediction? Your chance to win Blink 182 tickets at 8:30. You got to call in with your bold Flames prediction, and uh, whoever's got the best call, maybe the boldest predictions. 
uh, will win the Blink-182 tickets. Keep them rolling in, 960-960, name and location on the text line. Uh, I, my, my short time here, uh, Maddie, I've, I've get, I get a sense that uh, there's a bit of a rivalry between Calgary and Edmonton, mm. uh, just a little bit. And uh, saw this, uh, the prices are out for uh, some of the concessions mm. at uh, Rogers, uh, is it Rogers Place? What do they call it in Edmonton? Is it Rogers? Uh, Rogers Arena is Vancouver, isn't Rogers it? Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogers Place. You're correct. Yeah, in Vancouver is Rogers Arena. Yes. So uh, look at some of the um, prices, uh, the concession prices for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. So combo number one is chicken tenders, okay, fries, and draft beer. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Okay. Did you see this? I, I only know the actual price of one of them, and it's combo two. Okay. I'm going to guess $32. $30 for chicken fingers and a beer. That's a little <laughs> pricey, but not crazy. You, this is crazy. This combo is crazy. Because at least you're getting a beer for the $30. Yeah, 100%. Right, you're getting a beer. And a beer is 12 bucks. Yeah, At a, at a right. building like that? Sure. So Combo- $18 for chicken strips and fries? It's still disgusting, but... Combo number two. Two cheeseburgers, two Lay's chips, and it's probably those like little Halloween bags of Lay's chips. Yeah. It's not like you're getting a family size of ketchup. No, no, no. So you no, can no. sit there and eat in the arena. And you get plain or all dressed. Those yeah. are your choices. And two fountain pop. Probably not you even large. This. for two burgers, a bag of chips, and a pop? If I want to pay $55 for a burger, I'll go to the airport, thank you very much. (laughs) I'm not going to go to the Oilers game. $55? That's insane. That is unbelievable. And those tickets are not cheap either. No. Like, all of a sudden, you're talking about, what, a cute grand to take the family out for dinner? Yeah. And an Oilers game? My goodness. Okay, combo number three is a little reasonable. Do you have to add cheese, too? I bet you do. I bet you it's an extra. Well, I see uh, some cheese on the burger, but it's probably extra. Probably extra. Combo number number three seems a little reasonable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hot dog and a draft beer, 20 bucks. That's not crazy. Although $8 for a hot dog is a little pricey. Yeah. But that's not insane. That's 20 bucks, fine. It's probably similar at the building, not too far from us. Uh, Combo number four. Mm. Two popcorn, two fountain pop. How much? Two popcorn, two fountain pop. I'm going to say the popcorns are about $9 each, and the pops are 7 so that would get me to $32. For If I'm at the movie theater, I'm not paying $36.50 for two popcorn and two pop. No. That's insane. Uh, Home-style cheeseburger and a fountain pop, $22. And finally... Combo number six, uh, apparently they have a signature beef sandwich there. What's the signature beef sandwich in Edmonton? Like, what is it? Like, uh, it's It's got to be Alberta beef. Okay, well, of course. That, and then after what that, else? I don't know what the signature would be. What is it? What bread, is it and like, bread and mayo. What is it marinated in uh, Labatt Dry? Like, what is it? Like, what is it signature in Edmonton? Uh, $30.50 for that. But $55.00? For two cheeseburgers, two pops, and two bags of chips? That's outrageous. Like, how does Daryl Kate sleep at night? <laughs> Probably on a giant pile of money. But how does that guy sleep at night charging $55? That's insane. Yeah, silk sheets, the high thread count, I would imagine. No kidding, at least yeah. 1000 Yeah. Um, not only that, 
so if you go to a game, you're going to pay like ridiculous prices for some food. Let's say if I wanted to watch Connor McDavid's post-game uh, conference in, with the media there, which is always an electric factory because <laughs> Connor is such a quote machine. Like it's just, it's just incredible. By the way, uh, watching baseball last night, just wanted to get this in yeah. as a quick aside. Yes, sir. Uh, it was uh, the panel they have on Fox for baseball is Kevin Burkhart, who does like, uh, he's now the number one play-by-play guy okay, right uh, on. on Fox. Yep. It was Kevin Burkhart, uh, Kevin Burkhart Alex Rodriguez, um, Frank Thomas and uh, uh, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. Sure. And all it was was all this fake laughing, and David Ortiz going, "I take him deep, man." Like that's all he would say the whole time. That's all he would do. I take him deep, man. And everybody's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. and it was great to watch. I bet. No, it was okay, yeah, but it's like okay. it was just. And, and Alex Rodriguez is so unlikable because you know he's yeah, so he's, fake. Yeah. But all they do was just. You thought Fox NFL Sunday with all the fake laughter with like you know Terry and Howie Long was like ah. ah, ah. This was like, I take him deep, man. That's all pretty much Poppy said. He was just a one-man show. It's just like Gibbons dropping one-liners. Yeah, yeah, well, no, like I can't. My mm. big Poppy's not yeah, bad, but that's no. all it was. Anyway, quick aside. If you want to watch Connor McDavid's electric post-game news conferences where he is just spewing out beautiful quotes you want to that talk you can about play on the radio the next day. Dragon's breath. My yeah, goodness. no kidding. Connor McDavid, what, what are the Oilers doing now? Well, the hockey fans are adding another streaming service uh, to whoever wants it. The Edmonton Oilers are going to charge eight ninety nine a month for Oilers Plus, which will get you live pre and post game shows before every game, um, exclusive scene series that provide an all access pass to the hockey club, and live feeds every time the Oilers players, coaches, and management step up to the mic, much like um, every other team does for free. Yeah, like. Who who's really it's nine dollars a month or sixty dollars a year? But if you get in now, three months free, and they'll get you twenty bucks a pizza voucher. Like how many fans, honestly? Because we have to pay attention to mm-hmm. what, like Daryl Sutter says after the game. Well, yeah. we're going. Well, we will, especially starting tomorrow. But who? How many fans out there are like? Oh man, I can't wait to hear Jay Woodcroft talk after the game. Not me. Oh, they just beat the Kraken for nothing. Oh, this is going to be electric. Certainly is. Jack Campbell just got a shutout. I can't wait to hear what he has to say after that win. Another guy that I'm not always like, yeah, enamored to line up and watch his pressers. Sure, maybe Leon Drysaddle mixes it up with one of the media members (laughs) and things get really fun. But out of that one off, like generally hockey players don't give you electric quotes. They just don't. It just feels like another thing that I don't need and I probably won't use. And it really does feel like you just kind of push a lot of traffic to a lot of the other places that this content is definitely available for free. Yeah. Like you tune into to Patty doing the, the post game show. You'll hear all of that for free on Sportsnet 960. Yeah. On our post game show. And then you yeah. can grab the podcast and listen to it too. Yeah. Hey, for free. For free. Free. For free. Not $55 for two burgers, two pops, and two <laughs> little bags of chips. And then 60 bones to watch. And then uh, 60 bones to watch Connor McDavid talk after. There's a good text here. A uh, lady, she just got back from Singapore in the F1 Grand Prix saying burgers and fries less than $10. Chicken saute skewers for four of them were $7. Only thing that was expensive was the alcohol. Uh, but then water and pop were 3 and $4. Couldn't believe how much cheaper it was than hockey and even a Stamps game. Owners be ashamed. Oh, wow. 
Um, that's one thing if you're ever lucky enough to win the ticket lottery at the Masters, which I have not been lucky enough to do. <laughs> what I'm Googling right now. It's any town USA. Uh, it's just ple- it's like Pleasantville, the Tobey Maguire movie from years ago. Uh, everything is dirt cheap at the Masters. Pimento cheese, a buck fifty for a sando. Yeah, Masters Club sandwich is two fifty. Mm. Yeah, their most expensive sandwiches, grilled chicken wrap, classic chicken sandwich, and a barbecue sandwich are three dollars. Yeah, that's it. Sure, you're paying like three hundred dollars a ticket to yeah, get into the listen. event, but so what? <laughs> and you can't use your cell phone. You can't bring a cell phone in. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm in for all of that. But $55 for two burgers and two pops is absolutely outrageous. It's outrageous. Yeah, all the right. fans were not happy either on that Weathers Plus tweet. I went and uh, perused some uh, replies and mentions because, yeah. you know, Frode and Chowd and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Not happy. Don't blame them. No, that's way too pricey. Uh, Connor McGahee, Colorado Avalanche play-by-play announcer on Altitude TV. Got to ask him. How long did he have that cup winning call holstered? Like, how long did he work on that thing? We'll talk to Connor about that. And Derek Wills, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 at 8 o'clock. Uh, look ahead to the season, ask him about the captaincy, the Michael Stone contract, and we'll get his bold predictions oh, boy. for the Calgary Flames. You want to hear yours, 960, 960, name and location. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Check here from Kale McCarr. It's all the way at the other end of the ice. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. It's over. Uh, they did it. They did it. The job is done. The Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. That's the voice of Connor McGahee. The Avalanche play-by-play voice on Altitude TV. And he joins us here on The Big Show. Connor, good morning. How are you? Morning, fellas. Good to be back. How are things up there? Uh, It's great. Um, I have to ask you, uh, on the way Uh to the rink, did you have that call holstered? Did you think, no, I'm just going to let the moment take over? What was your approach? Because I'm sure you thought about that, that tonight could be the night where I could be calling a Stanley Cup winning moment. Yeah, and... (laughs) I, I got asked that on a flagship station yesterday, and I, I think you do have to, you, you got to be prepared for something. Uh, I always believe because the game itself is organic, right? That the broadcast should match it and be as natural as possible. Um, I think that there are ways that you can, you can be prepared and, and have it flow naturally at the same time. Uh, and so the, the lift Lord Stanley a mile high. I, I had, I had for, I don't know, about a week prior, I think just in case, you know, I, 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 I never want to put the cart before the horse either. And, uh, and fortunately it didn't come to that, but, um, you know, squeaky voice aside, uh, we, I think we had both uh, some, some natural reaction and then, uh, a, a line that I, I wanted to uh, to do the moment justice, and uh, I, I I always hope that it does, and I think that's if you talk to Chris Cuthbert uh, from Sportsnet, he, he did it. He had a brilliant call, um, fantastic, and we talk about that sometimes too. Is uh, you know, do you have something in mind? What do you got? And 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 we talk about our mistakes too. Did you screw that one up? So, um, but no, I had it was sort of a combination of. Uh, 
of raw emotion and then uh, having uh, having one in the chamber there. Okay, so when when you have a call like that, do you, do you write it down like lifting it mile high and you're like, "Oh man, this is so good." Is that is that like you're just proud of yourself in that moment? Not really, because I'm never really <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I I thought about it. I was like, "Okay, don't forget that one." And I think I almost did to be honest. Um but uh, but I was like, well, well, we'll try this on, and hopefully it, uh, hopefully it, uh, like I said, does the moment justice. But uh, no, I because I I've seen guys write like have a sheet written up, written down of things, and I I don't I don't like to do that. Like I said, if I remember it, great. If I don't, mm-hmm. it wasn't meant to be. Um, have, have you ever had instances where you're calling a game, Connor, and you get caught up in the action, and you're like, oh my god, I got to talk. Like I'm the play-by-play voice. Have you ever had that? <laughs> I, well, I, I I think just sort of what we're described because mostly you know like Derek, I'm on the radio most of the time, and you have to realize that you know it, it's like one of my favorite lines of all time from the movie Slapshot. Look at that! Oh wait a second, I'm on radio. <laughs> um, you know, because especially if you have like a, a skirmish or 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 something like that, that's when you run into the issue of. Okay, they have no idea what you're talking about, dummy. Like, get ba- get back on the rails here and uh, and uh, and do your job properly. But usually, I think your brain switches into um, play-by-play mode, and you don't you don't forget to talk. But it's it's how what information are you delivering, and uh, at what speed, I suppose. Now, Connor, we play your clips a lot throughout the course of the regular season as well because I love the monikers that you use for the different players on the Avalanche. Have you come up with some for the new players already, or is that going to be something that has to come organically as well? Like Evan Rodriguez in the fold, what's that going to be? Well, the other, the other night he scored an empty net goal in Dallas in a preseason game, and I, I take it you guys have seen The Sandlot, one of the best sports movies of all time? Yep. Yeah, okay. I've definitely so, seen the Sandlot. Yeah, it's a, it's a bold take, though, I Connor, went... that it's one of the best sports movies of all time. It's a bold take, but anyway, continue with your thought. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Um, but no, for whatever reason, I just went with Evan the Jet Rodriguez after he scored an empty net goal. It may not stick. It may be dumb. Uh, but like I said, those are, uh, you know, it's it's a work in progress always, and it. What what some people like uh, sticks around, and what they don't, we move on and try something different. So, but it, as long as it's fun, that's all I care about. I, I did have some questions about just the general team as well. I know that this is a group that has really high hopes for Alex Newhook, a player who took a big step mm-hmm. last year and is probably going to need to do so again this season with the departure of Nazem Kadri. How has he looked? What have you seen that tells you that that will come to fruition this season? You know, it's interesting because yes, uh, yesterday, it feels like yesterday, last year in camp, um, Newhook was sort of, you read his body language and something was not right. Like he didn't have a ton of confidence. Like he ended up getting sent down early on in the year as well to try and jumpstart him a little bit, but he came back, he came back strong. And what we've seen at camp this year and what Jared Bednar echoed yesterday was that physically he has grown physically he is different and um and that has has really helped him uh add to the skill set that he already has um i think that production wise i mean look with the departures of kadri and 
Andre Burakovsky, you've got to find 65 goals from somewhere if you're going to have that offensive output um, to, to match last season. And I think Newhook is a big part of that. JT Comfer, uh, uh, Evan the Jet Rodriguez, as we have just <laughs> mentioned, uh, falls into that category. But I, I think that Newhook is is ready for at least the opportunity to do that. And I think that when he was drafted one spot after Cole Caulfield um, in the draft, that they saw he was always on the list and he was always a possibility to play in this spot because they knew that it couldn't always just be free agents to be your, your second line center. There would come a time where you have to pay all the other big boys and that you need somebody with decent production uh, and at, at a young age to step in there. And New Hook fits the bill for that. I think that um, during the preseason, there were a couple instances where uh, because he's played wing a lot, he, he was almost in wing mode uh, defensively. Even there was a, and I believe it was the second game versus Dallas in the preseason uh, on the back check uh, just sort of got turned around. His man is right in the slot. It uh, doesn't pick him up and he scores and he sort of looked and he knew it. Uh, but I just, I think that most signs are pointing to the fact that new hook is ready mentally and, and physically uh, to play that second line center position, at least to start the season. Connor McGahee is the radio play-by-play voice for the Avalanche for Altitude Sports. Joining us here on the big show, Russigan Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, I kind of live by the the, the playoff. Uh, you don't need a great goaltender, per se, to win the Stanley Cup. You just need great goaltending. And obviously, uh, Georgiev now with the Avalanche, Pavel Fronso is going to be his backup. Uh, what have you seen so far from those pair? And does that kind of ring true when the team is so deep up front, so deep on the blue line that... They just need average to just slightly above average goaltending to be a real threat to repeat as champions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, because Darcy Kemper was fine, um, not flashy <laughs> by any means, but in 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 all categories uh, was was a top half goaltender in the National Hockey League last year. Now he had a stretch after the New Year where he probably was uh, the best goaltender numbers wise. Um, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that the avalanche had found their group. So it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, and I think we saw that change with Georgiev because he played a game in the preseason in Vegas where the avalanche dressed one and a half veterans, I think for the game. And it was all, um, guys who were going to be either sent back to junior or the Colorado Eagles. And it makes a difference. Uh, Avalanche did not look great, gave up seven goals. Georgiev was in there, and then he comes back in for the preseason finale. And just there's just a one on the board. And I, I, that was a, a, a power play that had just turned into a, to an even strength on a one-timer that is, uh, is nothing. So I think with a real team in front of him, Georgiev uh, fits the bill of uh, of – not just being good enough because that's underselling him a little bit. Uh, remember, this is the guy who was supposed to uh, be the heir apparent to Henrik Lundqvist in, in New York before the uh, the sudden appearance of Igor Shosturkin, who may win 19 Vesnas before we're done. Who knows? Um, but I, I I just think that he has the stuff for number one goaltender, and he's not going to be 
uh, a soft goal goalie that could ruin a run or can ruin a great play that's that's on a, on a team that's defending the Stanley Cup in front of them. Connor, the bottom six for this club, do you feel like it's improved from last year? The same, maybe taking a step back? There's been a few changes, and they're not going to have Darren Helm to start the season either. Yeah, I, Helm's close, I think. Um, he's closer than anybody to coming back. And you have um, between him, Cogliano, and Logan Oak, those three uh, were aligned for most of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they were impossible to play against. Um, I think Cogliano doesn't get enough credit for what he did uh, on the ice, off the ice, to help the, the team win the cup. Gabe Landeskog told the the great story about how before game six in Tampa, it wasn't him who got up and talked to the team. It was actually Andrew Cogliano um, who came in and, and, and said, hey, this is – he settled everybody down. He had good paternal instincts, and his work ethic uh, on the ice matches that. And he was doing it all with, you know, uh, a thumb hanging off his hand. Um, so I, I think that between those three, Helm, O'Connor, Cogliano, you're good. You have Ben Myers, who's a college-free agent, uh, played a couple games at the end of last season. He couldn't play in the playoffs because that free agent signing came after the trade deadline. Uh, we're all interested to see what he has there. JT Comfer has been a mainstay. Um, he had probably his best year in an Avalanche sweater last year. And then the last two spots there are the question marks because you have uh, Anton Bleed, uh, who's a fourth-line type guy, comes over from Boston. Lucas Sedlak has been in the KHL last couple of seasons. Uh, he played under Jared Bednar uh, in, uh, in Lake Erie in the AHL and uh, some with Columbus uh, where now GM Chris McFarland was the assistant GM for a long time. So they brought him back. You don't have a ton of, of just super shooters down there, but I think by committee and the way that they work, I mean, the way that the avalanche bottom six is different really from, from the top six in the sense that, I mean, it's just smothering. It's speed and smothering all at the same time, and that generates chances for guys that may not be on anyone's radar for, for top goal scorers. So I think it's not a flashy bottom six, but it'll be an effective bottom six. And, and look, the Avalanche are in no rush. If they think or they look and see that it's not good enough, and this goes for a second-line center position as well, if they look at that at American Thanksgiving, at Christmas, and they think it's not good enough, uh, then they can go out and, and acquire something else to, to help them get back on track a little bit more. But but I don't think they're in any rush at the moment. I think they're they're happy for where things are right now. Uh, Connor, we'd love to get your read on the Calgary Flames. Obviously, uh, it's mm. been a big off season here. Um, Johnny Goudreau gone, Matthew Kachuk gone, and then they bring in Nazem Kadri, Jonathan Huberto. Mackenzie Weger, uh, is this team better equipped, in your opinion, now to have deeper playoff runs and is harder to play against than maybe it was last season? I, I mean, from the outside, fellas, yeah. And I, I mean, I'd love to hear what you think too, because we're coming there tonight, very late tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, from the outside, um, I, I think that this, the room, I think is is built for more success. I mean, you have um, that that obvious the series with the Oilers that didn't go 
the way that they thought it should have last year. I just think that you don't get a ton of blockbusters really anymore. And the flames were uh, pulled off by a blockbuster. And I think that it's not just that um, Mackenzie Weger is, is a huge difference maker. That's a big one. I think uh, for, for the flames. And I'll tell you what, the, the defensive core there, we, we said it all the time last year. We said, man, big, strong, good. I mean, that's, that's as, that's as solid as a blue line six as I've seen really anywhere. And now you have just tweaks at, at the forward position to help get it done. I, I just, the flames scare me really in the West and, and they should for a lot of other teams. So I, I, I was impressed with Brad, what Brad Trill did in the off season. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. But yeah, from the outside, um, Calgary is is one of the teams to beat out of the Western Conference for sure. Now it's just putting it all together, and I think that's what everyone's excited to see when the Avalanche do come to town for that game Thursday, the Flames' home opener. Connor, my last one for you is when you look at that Central Division, um, there's several mm-hmm. good teams. There's two extremely bad teams. Who are going to be the, uh, I guess, the, the most challenging opponents for the Avalanche this year, the, the opposition that might be able to challenge them for the division lead? Yeah, um, St. Louis is always there, and the Blues have faced us in the last two playoffs. They've lost in the last two playoffs. Um, they don't really – Doug Armstrong does such a good job that they don't really get that much worse on a year-to-year basis. It's not like they um, are, are good and then have to bail on everything. He, he works it around enough where they can always stay competitive uh, in a big way. So the Blues are always there. Minnesota is interesting to me because now they have those those hamstrings with the buyouts of Parise and Suter, and how does that affect them? I mean, obviously you have um, uh, one of the most dynamic players in the National Hockey League in Kaprizov who makes a difference literally every single night. And w- we see them second game of the season in Minnesota coming uh, – or third game of the season, excuse me, coming up on Monday – um, but they don't have the likes of Kevin Fiala anymore, so they have to have a little bit of a different approach. Um, Dallas has one of the best young net- netminders in the NHL, one of the best young stars in Jason Robertson. Uh, I think their offense, uh, as good as they were last year, they still were uh, a bottom five offense in the NHL, and we're still flirting with the playoff spot. So, you have teams like Minnesota, Dallas, and I'll put Winnipeg in there too, that were underwhelming last year. And when you have teams that have underwhelming years, the next year is usually when they figure out their woes from the year before and they come back and, and they're much tougher to deal with. So when I look at it, uh, I mean, it really could be anybody except Chicago and Arizona. Um, and the pressure is off them to try and play spoiler on a regular night. For example, we couldn't beat Arizona to save our life last year. That's <laughs> just how it was, you know. So they will do that to uh, to, to really everybody else. But I, I would expect um, probably in this order, St. Louis, um, probably Dallas, Winnipeg, and then maybe Minnesota in there to – to be the biggest threats there in the central. Well, Connor, now I have to ask you, is it going to be uh, your days of calling games before you got to the NHL that you're going to Arizona and you're going to call a game <laughs> in front of 3,500 people? Like, how's that going to feel like? 
Well, it's funny because on Altitude Television, we, uh, uh, Charlie Host and I carried uh, University of Denver Hockey, the defending NCAA national champions, um, on Friday and Saturday. They played Notre Dame on Friday and Maine uh, on Saturday. And Magnus Arena, their home rank is about 6,100. And looking around, <laughs> and I was saying to, to Dave Lauchs, who's a longtime friend and stats guy at, at DU, and I said, I said, it's going to be so weird going to an NHL game in a building that's half the size of this one. So that I can't wait to see just just what that's like there in uh, in Tempe, where the Coyotes will play for the next couple seasons. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, don't worry about it. Just keep that team there, Connor. It'll work eventually. <laughs> Connor McGahee, uh, radio play-by-play voice for the Avalanche for Altitude Sports. Connor, great stuff. Thanks for this. Hey, anytime, fellas. A real pleasure. Thank you. Uh, the Mullet Arena in Tempe. What it's called. I know it's what it's called. The Mullet Arena. 3,500 people. How could we... Get, ma- get loud. How could we make this more of a joke? Yeah. Mm. We're picking sponsors. Mullet? We want to go with Mullet? Well, no, well, you know why it's called the Mullet Arena. I do, but I'm like naively... You wish that wasn't the case? Because it's one of the big, um, like, a big alum, uh, she put a ton of money into the university. Yeah. So they named the arena after. Her last name is Mullet. donor, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Her last name's Mullet, and that's why it's called the Mullet Arena. Great. Outstanding. I don't love it. I'm sure if Calgary Flames fans wanted to take the flight to Arizona, Mm -hmm. they could pretty much have that a home game for the Flames. Oh, easy. Yeah. You can do that with your buddies. Yeah. Bachelor get party. And you- <laughs> yeah, get 20 of us. We'll make a lot of noise. Yeah. Because you'll definitely hear us in the arena because there's only 3,500 people here. Yeah, you ever wanted to get on TV? There's the barn to do it. Yeah. That one. Uh, 3,500 people. It's great. It's, it's, they're it's going to work, Gary. They're going to be so It's going to work one day. Oh, they're going to be so it's fun to one watch. Day. Is it going to work when Austin Matthews signs there? All right, straight ahead. That does um, that doesn't annoy people like it did back home for you. I don't. Think. No, but I think, would, the, I think that people here are like, yeah, what if that happened? They, no, they would love it. Yeah. No, people would love uh, if Austin Matthews signed with the Coyotes here. They'd love it. Like, yeah, yeah, eat that Maple Leafs. And he's not in the Pacific, so there's that too. It's even better. Yeah. And he's going to an inconsequential franchise like the Coyotes. But here's the Much thing: much like Johnny Hockey went to Columbus. Like, talk about like your inconsequential franchises. The thing is, is he really that much better than Travis Boyd and Barrett Hayton? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Um, straight ahead, uh, Derek Wills. He's Gosh, the radio play by play voice. It's awful. Oh, he's the radio play by play voice for the Calgary Flames right here on Sports at 960. Uh, we're going to get Derek's bold predictions. Bold. For the Flame season. We're going to give you our bold predictions, myself, Maddie, and uh, producer Patrick Dumas. And we got to hear from you. 960, 960 on the text line. Give us a bold prediction because you have your chance to win Blink 182 tickets at 830, but you got to call in with a bold Flames prediction. And out of those callers, mm. we'll pick a winner and you go to the show uh, in, in the summertime down at the Dome. Give one, me one good reason. Yeah, to to go to the show or like good a bold prediction? To call in. To, to win tickets, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, yeah, there's okay. your reason to call in. There you go. Win tickets to Blink-182. And then maybe you go with a friend so it's not such a story of a lonely guy. Yeah, well, going to a concert by yourself is weird. 
maybe you can go with your partner. It's important that you go to these events without your kids so you can stay together sure. for the kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just like going to the movies by yourself. Yeah. Why does it feel like it's a prerequisite if you go to the movies by yourself, you bring a blanket? <laughs> Why does it feel that way? What? Pardon? I don't know. Uh, Derek Wills. It's weird. <laughs> you ever seen somebody with a blanket at the movie theater? I, I don't trust anybody who got a blanket at the theater, whether you're alone or with a couple, okay. frankly. Okay, well, there could be shenanigans going on if it's a couple. Yeah, stop okay. it. All right. Derek Wills, Keep bold your, prediction. This is in your home. Yeah. Bold Keep your prediction. blankets at home. Yeah, and your slippers. Yeah. Bold prediction. And we'll get to some, uh, I'm going out for a beer with Pat Steinberg. Uh, the question I should ask Pat Steinberg over a beer tonight, 960, 960. You know what that Name is? Name and location. Reckless Abandon. Yeah. Uh, one hour to go of the program. Uh, that's Matt. I'm George. Sportsnet 960, the fan.